0: lovers and welcome to episode 11 of the I Speak to Animals podcast. Hello, my name is Leslie Sirenisi, and I am a professional animal communicator, which means I can speak to animals. I have been fortunate enough to speak to many, many animals in my career, starting off with a grizzly bear named Brutus. I was also lucky enough to be asked to write articles for a magazine which i did for about five and a half years and i decided it was time to dust them off and share them with you so each episode i will share a different article with you and if you hang with me till the end i'll share with you some behind the scenes tidbits and some things that maybe didn't make it into the article so come on this amazing journey with me and share in my animal adventures. This story is called A Friend is a Gift from God. Friendship is an important relationship to everyone in the universe. I mean, who could survive without friends? Oddly enough, some of my family members are like my best friends and some of my best friends are like my family members. Recently, I was visiting my parents, who live in a mobile home community, when a middle-aged woman went walking by with her Great Dane dog. So of course, I went running out to meet the woman. Well, okay, the truth is, I went out there to meet the dog. His name is Duke, and he was stunning. With his long legs and his fawn fur and his beautiful big brown eyes and he looked at me with his gentle giant face and I became an instant fan. The woman told me the story of how she got Duke and how he's an amazing dog and how he keeps her company after the very recent death of her husband. She said that Duke keeps me moving because he needs exercise and so do I. I became a fan of both of them at that moment. And after we talked for a while, She told me that it was Duke's supper time and she better get home because he can tend to get hangry, which as you know, is when you get angry because you're hungry. So I bid them both farewell, but every time that they went for a walk, they would stop in front of my parents' home and wait for me to come out to greet them. And I did so twice a day for the entire time that I was there on that visit. The day before I left, I was sitting in my parents' home, peering out the window, and my father asked me if I was waiting for that crazy lady to walk by. I asked him, why do you say that she's crazy? And he proceeded to tell me that no sane person would live in a mobile home with a giant dog like Duke. Now, knowing that my father has lots of ideas about people doing the wrong things simply because it's not exactly practical, I should have just let it go. But I felt compelled to discuss it with him. Dad, I said, she's all alone in this world. And there's plenty of room for just her and Duke, even if he is a very large dog. I mean, he comforts her and he makes her feel safe when she's living all alone. I mean, more importantly, he is her friend and he makes her happy. They walk around the subdivision together. They go to the beach together. They watch TV together and then they go to the park together. Listen, I have many friends that I don't spend that much time with. And Duke is also her crying buddy when she grieves over just losing her husband and he comforts her because she knows she isn't all alone. Now, I don't really know if I changed my dad's mind that day, but he never called her the crazy lady again after that. I talked to Duke several times on that trip and he told me that his job is to take care of Annie and to make sure she's always okay. He had promised Annie's husband that he would do so and he intended on fulfilling that promise. At the end of my vacation, I knew that I would miss my parents when I left and I knew I would miss Duke as well. Happily, I knew that Annie was in good company and vice versa, and that made me feel better. I think they're both lucky to have each other. Duke made me think of all the creatures in the world and all the friendships that they forge. And I spent quite a bit of time one day reading stories and watching videos about unlikely animal friends. It fascinated me because it shows that animals really have to get past some strong instinctual urges to be friends with certain animals but they managed to get past it and can forge some very strong bonds with other animals that could be considered prey or predator. Two of my favorite stories were the elephant and the dog who forged a friendship that was so strong that when the dog got sick and was at the vet clinic the elephant stood outside and refused to leave until the dog came out to be reunited with the worried elephant. The other story is a story of a lion, a tiger and a black bear that became friends and do not like to live without each other. Even as they got older, they refused to be separated and had lived the last 15 years together in an animal rescue sanctuary in Georgia. They were all found together in a basement in a horrible condition during the drug raid in Atlanta. And they were all moved to the rescue sanctuary to live. The interesting part of the story is that each of these animals would not naturally exist in the same part of the world. So there's no way that they would have encountered a similar species in their past. They are truly unlikely friends, but they had forged a strong bond fueled from surviving a horrible situation together animals are sometimes our companions, sometimes working for our best interests, such as service dogs. And sometimes they can truly be our best friend. I met a police canine dog this weekend that had been with his human partner for eight years, and they both told me that they would lay down their life for each other. That goes so far beyond just any working relationship that I've ever had. I can't think of what my life would be without friends. I mean, both human and from the animal world. I mean, heck, when I think about how much animals have taught me over the years, I, I obviously wouldn't be where I am today without them. And I know you guys feel the same way. In this article, I talked about the great Dane named Duke. He actually had a lot to say. He told me that he had to watch his person very closely. And if she sat on the couch for too long without the tv on or a book in her hand he would have to fake that he needed to go outside for a walk. He knew she could get too sad if she didn't move around too much. He also told me that he knew that if she didn't eat enough he had to get her outside and he would pause at certain people's trailers hoping that they would be invited to talk. Duke told me how grateful he was to meet me so that he didn't have to play these games to get people to come out and socialize with Annie. He and I talked about it, and I waited for them each day, as I mentioned. I would keep her talking for as long as I could, and I would ask her what she had for lunch, as if I were trying to come up with a good idea of what I wanted to eat. She probably thought it was a bit odd that I was so interested in her eating habits, but Duke would actually nudge me in delight when I would ask. Now... I can check in with animals to see if they're still alive in their bodies or not. But honestly, I can't bring myself to check in with Duke. I don't really want to know. And honestly, he still lives out in my heart. And that's really enough for me. So come back next week when we review an article I wrote in 2016 titled, It's Time for a Dogcation. Until then. If you ever wondered what your pet is thinking, go to my website at ispeaktoanimals.com and book an appointment. Until next week, love to you and all of your animals.